Hello once again and welcome to Hey Coach. This is Eric Reyes and this is the podcast that takes a look at business concepts taken from coaching and the athletic sidelines. Thanks once again for tuning in. As everyone knows, I love football. Now, I love all sports, but football I love because it's like a game of chess. There's adjustments constantly throughout the game. Now, throughout the game, you adjust accordingly to what you're seeing on offense and what you're seeing on defense. And then when halftime comes, you get to get together with your coaching staff, make sure that everyone is in sync with the adjustments that were placed, get together with the team, explain the game plan to the team, and get ready for the second half of the game. And as I was thinking about doing this podcast about adjustments in sports and business, I came along an article by FNF Coaches. It's a platform for high school football coaches. And it was about eight tips for making in-game adjustments. And this article quotes Jeff Ferguson, who is a coach in Minnesota. Uh, he has one of the winningest records with a 173 and 21 record. And he's uh, in the Minnesota Football Coaches Association Hall of Fame. Now, here are the tips that he's given out. Don't wait until halftime. Don't change philosophy. Watch the game. Track personnel changes for both teams. Adjust personnel according to the opponent's game plan. Meet with players after each series. Take advantage of different vantage points and look for trends. And as I always do, I look at this in the business aspect. Now, before we get any further along, what's the definition of adjustment? Adjustment is a small change. The ability to become more familiar with a new situation. A slight change made to something to make it fit or work. Okay. So now let's get back to those eight tips to make any in-game adjustments. The first one, don't wait until halftime. In business, you should be always looking to correct problems as they occur. You shouldn't let things build up until a certain point and then go back and address all the problem. Correct the problems as they occur. There will be a time when you need to get the team together and address larger situations or problems that have become systematic in your department. But don't wait till that time. Correct all the problems and then at a certain point, get the group together, address everything that's going on, get some feedback, and then move on. Don't change philosophy. You don't need to make dramatic changes. Small adjustments here and there could make the team better. And I'm talking about your business team. If you restructure everything, then you're going to have to retrain everyone. You're going to have to put new standard operating procedures in place. And this is something that you don't want to do on a company-wide basis. I think it's best to just make the small adjustments unless it's a dire need. Watch the game. I really like this one because we can get stuck in our offices doing paperwork, reading or writing reports, 
all the the day-to-day minutia, we can get lost in that and not watch what's going on within the team. There's got to be times when you have to go out and see what's going on and see how everything is running yourself. Don't get caught up in doing other things and not watching the game. Track personnel changes for both teams. Now, this is a funny one because I had to think about this one for a little while. But as big companies do, when you're looking at your competition and there's a change within the management structure, you need to see what management's coming in. Because depending on where they came from, they may have a philosophy that you can see from where they were working before and see how they're going to establish their team. Usually, management goes from one company to another company, and they kind of bring their people in, and they run everything the same way. So looking at what management personnel is being put into your competition's business can give you an idea of where they're going to be headed, and you can get your team together to be proactive and to come up with new strategies for growth instead of playing on the defensive. That's a bit tricky one, and that usually happens in larger companies. Now, the next one I'm going to change a little. Adjust personnel according to your opponent's game plan. I don't like looking at other companies and trying to figure out what they're doing so that we can do it or we can move a different direction. But you need to adjust personnel, your personnel according to where you want to go. Sometimes you have people in positions, and as a business grows, they no longer kind of work in that position. If they don't move at the same speed, the position outgrows them. And you have to be aware of these these situations because it can slow departments down. And maybe it's having that person go to a higher management training program. That may solve it, but there are times when the position outgrows the person. And in that, you need to adjust the personnel. Meet with players after each series. This is awesome because this goes right with what I'm always thinking of in business, where you can't just sit in your office, like we said before, and just have things go out. You need to go out, talk to the people who are working for you at the different departments, even at the at the levels lower, and just see how they're doing. See if they're disgruntled. See if there's problems that aren't being addressed to you, because these problems can fester and your team chemistry can go right out the window. It could be something as small as we don't have enough paper for the copy machine. We keep running out. Or we're running low on coffee cups, and every time somebody goes to get some coffee, there's no cups. And just little things could just change the dynamic of the team. Take advantage of different vantage points. This, again, ties with the last one, which is meet with your players, because you want to talk to your direct reports, see what's going on. But then you want to have a relationship with the people under your direct reports 
and have an open door policy where they have, if they have an idea, they can come to you because it may get lost or your direct reports might be too busy and then they don't have the time to tell you, you know, Joe had a great idea, but I forgot to tell you because we had this project and I didn't get time to tell you. So different vantage points give you a broader idea of how your business is going, how your department's going, how your team is going. Look for trends. Your business will not grow if you're not always looking at trends and what's going on outside of the company and where your company can benefit with things that are going on outside. Uh, so definitely you should be looking at trends. You should have your, your direct reports looking also at trends. And this is great by sending people out to seminars because in seminars you get to network and people are doing different things in different regions of the country. Maybe one of those ideas would fit great in your business. So definitely look for trends. Now, talking about adjustments, there are different ways companies adjust. One is they adjust by reacting to something that just happened. And to me, that's not a good way to adjust. You, could, you shouldn't, as a company, be just changing because something happened externally, and now you should be figuring out what you should do and change things. You also shouldn't be just adjusting for the sake of adjusting and saying, okay, well, you know, we have been doing this for a certain way, and now we need a new way to do it. That doesn't really work well either. The other way is kind of what the definition of adjusting is, which is a process of altering business strategies on the basis of sensed outcome. So sense outcome. So what you should be doing is constantly gauging your business, testing the waters, see how things are running. And as the company progresses, then you could adjust as you move. You're not waiting for something to happen. You're not doing it for just the sake of doing it. But what you're doing is you're looking at your company constantly internalizing how you do things, how your structure is, and then change it. Examples are financing. In finance, you know, what's your, what's your cash flow? You know, are you spending a lot of money on equipment? Marketing, does marketing have enough money? Does payroll, is payroll stressed? And if they are stressed, does this filter down to all the other departments? You know, in marketing itself, are they up to date on the new marketing strategies that are out there? Are they being sent out for training and learning to keep up to date on new methods? You know, are your standard operating procedures, the SOPs, are they not being looked at and updated or did you just have them written down and they don't get looked at. They should be looked at, adjusted, updated when new techniques come, 
Maybe there's a process that you don't even use anymore or shouldn't be used anymore because it's outdated and nobody uses it. A great example is having reports generated and no one really looks at the reports, but these reports are continually generated because one person years and years ago read the reports and said, yeah, we should have the re- these reports made every month. And now nobody reads them. You know, that's a process that maybe you can get rid of or look at and say, hey, you know what? We're not reading this. Maybe we should. And if we're not, get rid of them. Is there a new innovations going on in your industry or coming up that maybe you should learn about? And when that innovation comes to fruition, then you'll be up to date and you'll be ready to run with that new innovation. So constantly monitoring your business. Just like back when I was talking to uh, Coach Tim Bowens, he said they're constantly monitoring every little aspect of their team. So you should be monitoring every little aspect of your business. And this way, nothing can come to a surprise. You'll know what's happening. You get to adjust and you'll be winning at the end. Athletes know how to adjust. It's ingrained in them. In football, in baseball, basketball, every sport, athletes know how to adjust. Coaches know how to adjust. This is one of those skills that translates into business so well. This is one of those things you can definitely put on your resume. The ability to adjust and adapt to change. I hope this is helpful. If you want me to go in further into any of these aspects, please leave me an email, a message. Let me know what you think. Also, please subscribe, rate, and review my podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Please leave me a five-star rating. My email is eric at heycoachreyes.com. I listen and respond to them all. Also, please look into Athlife. They are working with professional athletes in career development. They also work at the collegiate level, helping student athletes in areas of education and life skill development. And through their Athlife Foundation, they are working to bring academic athletic coaches and educators into high schools and through their three ACE program. They network all these academic athletic coaches throughout the country. I get nothing out of this. I just feel that their work is so great that I feel that it's my duty to help with their awareness. So once again, you know adjustments. You know how to adjust in sports. You know how to adjust on the football field. You know how to, what to look for. In business, it's the same thing. Keep your eyes open. Keep your head on a swivel. When you locate a problem that needs an adjustment, hit it on the run and keep your eyes on the end zone. Till next week.